Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Octavio Morenzi is with the CEO of Appamas. Octavio, thanks for being here. So, uh, I mean, I'll start with the China story. I think that, you know, as we started to see some easing of the COVID rules, I mean, which obviously we should take that with a grain of salt, but now we're back to lockdowns, uh, you know, and how that could trickle through, right? Well, it's bound to trickle through at some stage. You know, all sorts of things get tied up. So much yeah. stuff comes through China that it's absolutely guaranteed. Now, I haven't kept pace with the exact uh, modalities of this particular lockdown, but I think almost any region in China seems to be suspect and, and subject to some sort of lockdown and recall and shutdown and uh, all sorts of terrible things. It does seem like in the rest of the world, we've kind of moved on from this and are not terribly worried about it. I don't know anyone who's terribly scared by COVID. It seems like everyone's had it now, or like 60, 70% of the population have had it. So, so no one's that worried about it anymore, I think. It, it doesn't seem to be that scary anymore. But, you know, perhaps to the Chinese, that's still a, a big issue. Right. And so and then, you know, all these companies that have exposure, they get pauses. And um, as you noted, so much goes through China. Tell me a little bit about the big picture of the market, where you see us going between now and the end of the year as the S&P's at 39.55. Well, I'm hoping we just move sideways, basically, but I think there's more downward risk than anything else. So what we've seen over the course of the past few weeks, the big action was basically uh, the inflation print that came out a few days ago, which basically said 7.7%, and that led to this enormous rally in the markets. I think it's kind of a bit of a fool's rally, though, because 7.7% is still not very good. That is a reading that's pretty much in the noise. Things fluctuate up and down. Uh, these things don't monotonically increase or decrease in one direction. So simply because it's come down a bit, I think it's oh, the optimism, I think is unfounded, a bit irrational in terms of what's going on there. So I don't expect that to carry on. And I think the Fed is going to have to carry on tightening. They're going to have to carry on interest, increasing interest rates. And that's not going to end anytime soon. And I think there are a few factors are driving that. Rents are going to carry on going up. If you look at the Fed's own rental numbers, they're basically going up straight up almost uh, about 8% up year on year now, but it's going in the wrong direction. And that's going to carry Carry on pushing pressure upward on inflation. And I don't see that, <clears throat> that easing up anytime soon. So I think the balance of the risks look like we're going to see more hikes uh, and that's going to put more pressure on the market. Yeah, yeah. Understood. Okay, so not great uh, anytime soon, as you're saying, more up, more moving higher with higher rates and pressure on the markets. Um, and that could mean recession or at least pressure. Um, at the same time, you have what happened in the crypto world. We already were having a crypto winter. And then we have this big story with FTX bankruptcy. And while uh, Sam Bankman-Fried is trying to recoup losses and still making it a big effort to repair the damage, um, much of the damage has been done. Tell me a little bit about what you think. Well, I can only look at Sam Bankman-Fried and say that he gives whole new meaning to sort of irrational optimism. The idea that he's going to be able to raise billions of dollars to pay back the money to the customers whose funds have gone missing, I, I think is just mindlessly optimistic. So that will never happen. Um, so I'm not sure what he's doing. I mean, he's been thrown out of the company. Some of the filings written by the now the administrator or the new CEO of the company are very, very negative and damning about him and his behavior and his whole executive management team there. I mean, they were doing all sorts of shady, funny things with, with customer money. Um, it turns out that FTX was doing things like buying houses in the Bahamas for its employees without any loan agreement, without any record of that. Uh, absolutely incredible stuff. And, and lent a bank loan fee a billion dollars overall over the course of a couple of years. So absolutely extraordinary stuff going on there. And I think that certainly has tarnished the crypto world and certainly made a lot of institutional investors very, very leery about the space and very reluctant to get into it. 
Yeah, well, that's the story, right? Because you had the um, the former Enron lawyer saying, never in my career have I seen such a complete failure of corporate controls. And why does someone say, hey, let me go into crypto instead of FTX didn't work out, but I'm sure there's more corporate controls over here. Um, and, you know, there's not that much regulation. This happens to be based in Bahamas, money all over the world. It'll be very hard to get that money back. What do you tell folks who want to get into crypto? Well, I think the large sort of traditional asset managers who've been poking their toes into crypto a bit and, and looked over the course of the past couple of years like they were going to get into it and allocate some of their assets so have been scared off by this. But they basically need the security of a very large institution behind it, uh, some large custodian who's going to guarantee them, say, yes, we've got your crypto assets and we guarantee them for you. And they have to have the balance sheet to make that guarantee good. So I think that's going to favor people like Bank of New York Mellon, who just came out with a crypto custody offering. Uh, Fidelity has one for institutional investors as well. So those kinds of firms, I think, will benefit, relatively speaking, from the fallout in this. Uh, even something like a Coinbase, who has a, a, a crypto custodian offering for its clients, I think is not necessarily going to have the, the size to uh, allay those fears about someone running off with the money or the money being jingled around in the wrong places. So I think it's really going to favor, proportionately at least, the large players. But it's going to be a long time before the large institutional investors start to look at the space again. I think most of them are scared off. Well, let me ask you this. Um, do you think inflation has peaked? I know you think higher, you know, highs for the Fed. The Fed will keep moving. But do you think inflation has peaked? I know you're concerned about Ukraine and think that will go into the next phase based on your notes. So it leads me to the investor. And what should the investor do based on your thoughts? Well, so my, my thoughts regarding Ukraine is yeah, that, that basically we've now sort of looked at this and said, this is like the war that the markets have forgotten. But bear in mind, the Russians have now called up 300,000 men and they're massing their troops in Belarus, in Western Russia, in uh, in Eastern Ukraine and getting ready, it looks like, for an, a, another big uh, uh, mobilization move into, into, into Ukraine. And that's probably going to happen sometime when the ground freezes. And when that does happen, I expect all sorts of prices to shoot through the roof again, particularly oil and gas and things like that. So that sector is looking like an interesting sector that might uh, we might see oil bounce back up when, when that occurs. But everything else is going to suffer, I think. Most other equities prices, certain European equities are going to do really, really badly. And we're going to see some flows, I think, in sort of safe haven assets, things like gold, US treasuries, the US dollar, things like that. So I think we might see the market get caught by surprise by movements as soon as the ground freezes in Ukraine, which it hasn't done yet. It's been kind of mild this winter. So far, but it will happen, and I think the markets are unprepared for it and not really paying attention to that anymore. Mm -hmm. Octavia Morenzi, great to chat with you of Appamas. Thank you very much. Nice thank to you, see Nicole. You, Octavia.